guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to change the way the world eats. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm a certified nutritionist, health, nutrition, brain performance coach, and just someone who is super passionate about helping people to learn how to use nutrition and environment and lifestyle as precise tools to feel, look, and do our absolute best. And what's even more important, not once in a while or for two, three weeks on pure enthusiasm about our new goal, but feel and do and look our best consistently. You know, consistency, that's what truly separates greats from the rest. Have you thought about that, guys? Why, for example, you might not be reaching your potential or maybe some of your goals that you've been having for a while? Maybe, as I realized about myself, it's because you haven't really showed up consistently. When it's hard, when you don't feel like it, when you feel like chicken out instead of pushing through, when you don't feel like going through uncomfortable situations to grow, to improve, instead of, ah, it's not for me, you know, I'll do something else. Have you ever thought, that's just a recent thought that I had with myself over the past couple of days. I'm like, you know what changed for you, Angela, this year? You are finally getting through all of the shit that you need to work through instead of just saying, or oh, it's not for me, I should try something else, or maybe it's not the right environment or not the right time, not the right place. No, something is important, you go after it, you go through shit, and you get things done, whether you like them or not. Because as one of the, one of my favorite authors uh, likes to say, to say, you gotta choose your shit sandwich. Meaning there's always gonna be some shit that you, you don't enjoy about your goal and your dream. And that shit actually makes you grow the most. So, but besides that, Let's talk practical stuff. Today, you're going to learn about how to use your gaze, basically how you look at things with your eyes, based on neuroscience to improve your focus, your alertness, your attention, your productivity. You actually can use your eyes to improve all of that, your focus, your attention, your optimism, your motivation, your alertness, what did I not mention? Like all the good things that the brain feels and does, you can improve them with changing the way you gaze, you look at things. Most of the information that I'm going to share with you today is based on the neuroscience research that's been recently presented on uh, Andrew Huberman's podcast, Huberman Lab. Um, I make it simpler and I also give you examples from my own life, so you could also look at your own life, um, apply my example, or look at my example, and like, and figure out how you can use it in your life, adjust your environment, so you can use this neuroscience back tools uh, easier, simpler to get all of the uh, promised benefits of increased attention, focus, motivation, alertness, optimism, um, and even mood boost. You can all you can improve all of that with how you use your eyes and how you look at things. So, without further ado, let's get practical. 
um, aspect number one of how you use your gaze and your eyes. When you look up at your eye level or above, your nervous system actually wired that way. Then when we do that, when we look at our eye level, you know, things at our eye level or above, our focus, attention, alertness, motivation, drive, optimism, all the good things, you know, that make us go up, they actually do go up. So when you look up um, your uh, at least your eye level and above, your alertness, focus, attention, all of these good things, your productivity, your drive, they all improve, they all increase. It has something to do with um, our favorite neurotransmitters, dopamine and norepinephrine, the ones that make us go after things, that uh, make us more alert, focus, that make us pay attention, that improve our fast thinking and fast decision-making muscle. So look up to be more focused, alert. So if you, while you work, you have to look down at your computer, at your laptop or um, at your desk. If you, for example, write something, right? Usually you can't just write at your eye level, kind of like, kind of possible, but for me, it would be not as comfortable if I need to write something down. Obviously, if we type, that's a different story. So first, let's talk about writing down. If you write down, at least keep your posture up. So the only thing that looks down is your eyes, not everything else. So when you hunch over and your posture is closed and your shoulders are closed and your chest is closed and your breathing is constricted, this is one of the worst postures to work, to and stay alert and focused and pay attention and learn things and have great memory and optimism and motivation, right? So this open up your shoulders, your chest, keep your back straight, um, you know, kind of like what your mom or your father uh, used to tell you, right? What's your posture? Like my father used to tell me that if I sit hunched over, that that's how I'm going to stay for the rest of my life because my spine is going to f- like basically freeze in that position. And so I have a really good posture because my father basically scared the hell out of me. And, and then you know what he would do? Uh, he would see those kids that have some spinal condition that, you know, make posture like go sideways or uh, too much you know, hunched over. He would see those kids or adults and he would tell me, you see, they had back for bad posture. That's why they're like that. Maybe there is some truth to that, but more often than not, it's not that simple. Anyhow, guys, so posture, if you write things down, but if you type things on your laptop, you can actually control at what height your laptop your laptop or your keyboard, at what height they are and where you look, like at what level your eyes are. Uh, I'm a digital nomad. I travel often and I don't want to be worried about traveling with a bunch of computer stands and lights and God knows what else we could use to improve our work environment, right? So I try to keep it simple. What I use right now in my apartment. I have this great table, kind of like more like a stand um, in my kitchen slash living room area. And it's already quite high, but not high enough to put my laptop on so it's 
at my eye level. So what I do, I put a blender box underneath. I had a empty blender box in my kitchen. So I use that and it's at this perfect height when um, I stand or sit in one of those higher chairs that they also have here. It's a, a, it is at perfect height to keep my eyes at eye level and keep my posture straight. My father would really happy would be really happy about that if you saw that. So that's what I use, blender box. And um, maybe that's why I am so freaking productive most of the day, most of the day. And I feel sleepy only when the sun goes down around like, I don't know, 7 p.m. That's the time I need to start winding down anyhow, because I sleep really early around 8.30, 9 p.m. So that's what I use, blender box. Uh, And if you do want to feel sleepier for some reason, maybe before going to bed, then do hunch over and also sit down or even better, lay down and look down again with your eyes. Maybe you read something and that will make you really sleepy. By the way, guys, standing increases your alertness and your focus and your motivation and your productivity compared to sitting that is not that great for your productivity, alertness, focus, attention, your ability to learn, to memorize things. So standing works better. But what works even better than just standing? Actually spending half of the time standing and half of the time sitting. That's what they noticed at the neuroscience labs. They experimented a lot with making people stand and work, sit and work, and even ride a stationary bicycle and work. So they did all these experiments and they found that what worked better is half of the time spent standing, half of the time spent sitting. But what worked even better, actually walking on a treadmill while working. I am. I have no idea how people do that. Like I cannot move and think at the same time. Like I can. I can move and think, but I cannot type and move and think at the same time. This is like too much processing. Maybe you you tried walking uh, treadmills, desks, something like that, right? I, I'm not even sure about the right name. But anyhow, standing half of the time, sitting half of the time seems to work really great for mental cognition and productivity. And at the same time, putting your laptop, your screen at your eye level really works great for your alertness, focus, and productivity instead of looking down. Now, a couple of other interesting things that are also backed by neuroscience research. If you have troubles focusing right away when you start working, try this focus hack that, again, Andrew Huberman advertises and advises at all the learning conferences he goes to. And I tried it, and it works. Our attention flows where our gaze goes. What it means is, if you look in front of you at one thing for about 30-60 seconds, then your focus, your attention, tend to be more uh, focused, uh, and if you look all over the place, you look at different tabs, you're, maybe somebody walks me somewhere close to you, maybe there is something uh, behind your window, maybe there is something on your desk, and you just look 
add things all over the place, that's when you'll find it's really hard for you to focus and pay attention to one thing. If you want to be unifocused, so to say, uh, you want to stare before you work about at one thing, maybe at the wall in front of you for about 30 to 60 seconds. Also, to make your attention not shift from one thing to another, Andrew Huberman recommends to how just the to limit your eye gaze, I was trying to find the right words, to limit your eye gaze, kind of like wearing blinders. You know, horses used to have those blinders so they're not scared by the things all around them. And so if you limit your eye gaze to, let's say, your laptop screen and you don't look at you know, the sides of the screens, you don't look up or down or different stuff. If you work at a cafe, really try to stare at very limited area of your screen or maybe at the wall in front of you and face the wall, the wall if you want to be really focused, not the people, because that's going to uh, make paying attention and staying focused much, much harder. Again, backed by neuroscience and it all makes sense. Uh, so to get really focused, stare at one thing for 30, 60 seconds and in general, limit your gaze to a limited area that has very few exciting objects like the wall in front of you or your laptop screen. And that's it. And a couple of other interesting things. There is um, a lot of research about how different ceiling heights and different rooms or working environments make you think more focused and analytical and other environments make you think more creatively, come up with abstract ideas and innovative solutions. So if you work in a place that has lower ceilings and kind of like rectangular and a smaller comparatively smaller space, that kind of space will make you think more analytical, straight, strategic. Uh, whereas uh, if you are somewhere with a high ceiling, maybe a high ceiling library, or maybe you have a cathedral somewhere close to you and you go to work there. Uh, or even better, if you work outside where we have the highest ceiling of them all, sky, um, if you maybe have a balcony and you can look at this limited sky like I do, um, that kind of environment makes you better at thinking abstractively, creatively, coming up with new and innovative solutions. I also love to use my balcony as my think tank, big think tank, meaning to imagine the impossible or bigger goals or uh, visions for a new world. I just look at the ocean, at kite surfers. Sometimes we have sky divers right there. Well, not right, you know, outside my window, but I can see them. And there is this blue ocean and a lot of green and a horizon that extends indefinitely uh, into the far beyond. So all of that actually has been shown by neuroscience research to improve uh, our bigger thinking 
abilities and abstract thinking and innovative thinking and creative thinking. So if you want to improve your creativity, your creative thinking, your bigger idea thinking, then spend some time outside with this unlimited ceiling, our sky, or uh, spend some time um, looking at horizon without buildings that has no limit, uh, or spend time in buildings with higher ceilings, maybe cathedrals, museums, huge libraries. You know, that's why I actually love my own country, because we have so many spaces that have high ceiling, like when the space is unlimited and you feel like you can just spread your arms without limits and spread your thoughts without limits. So environment really matters, guys. If you want to think bigger and you kind of stuck in your own thinking, in your own ideas, in your own motivations, in your own way of doing things, if you feel like it got smaller, spend time in bigger environments. It really works. And maybe that's why I also feel craving for such environments if I don't spend enough time in them. And also, I feel so freaking lucky that I get to have this apartment where I can look into the horizon, see this sea that never ends, green and blue, and also kite surfers and skydivers falling from the sky. There is just so much limitless Maybe that's why I finally was able to quit my decade-long weight loss coaching career and transition to something that I'm truly passionate about that seems a little bit out there. Brain performance coaching for mission-driven companies, helping people to uh, change the world, unlocking their brain's full potential, right? Maybe that's why. Environment has a lot to do with how we show up in the world, how we feel, what we think, what decisions we make, what actions we take, environment is a part of us, guys. So design it with intention, with purpose. And that's where I'd like to end this episode. We talked a lot about gazing and staring and looking at things and how you can use your own eyes to improve your own productivity, your own focus, attention, motivation, drive, creative, bigger thinking, or maybe sometimes you do need to get more analytical and down to earth. Sometimes I also do need that. And that's where you want to restrict your vision. You want to have lower ceiling. Uh, Some work outside of my apartment again, but we're almost done. So it's all really well timed. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned Further, don't forget to share this episode with people who might want to improve their productivity, their focus, their creative and sometimes analytical thinking. So share this episode at least with one another person. Let's help each other to think bigger and do better and make this world a better place for all of us. And guys, till next time, as usual, eat better daily.